Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Audrey, and I'm your host. The first step towards success is taken when you refuse to settle for circumstances you find yourself in. We wanted to open this episode by talking about success because our guest has set a new standard for bringing stories of successful women to the masses. Veronica Dagger is an award-winning senior wealth management reporter for the Wall Street Journal. She's the co-creator, host, and co-producer of the top-rated podcast, The Wall Street Journal's Secret of Wealthy Women, where she's interviewed some of the most well-known women in the world, like Gloria Steinem, Bobby Brown, and Rebecca Minkoff. She co-produces and hosts videos for WSJ.com and is a regular guest on the Fox Business Network and other national media where she speaks about women, personal finance, markets, and the economy. She is a frequent panel moderator and MC across the U.S. and is currently working on her first book. But she took a break from all of that to talk with us about wealth and women and all of the ways a woman like you should identify as capable and worthy of wealth. Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle is a weekly podcast, so make sure you subscribe to keep up with new episodes we're curating to help empower and uplift you as you embrace your fresh start. This podcast is for you, so join our Facebook group, Worthy Women in Divorce, to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can also get more at worthy.com slash podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Veronica. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com podcast to learn more. When it comes to telling stories about women who are making their lives better and making the world a better place, Veronica Dagger is one of the most important voices out there, and we are so excited that she is on our podcast today. Veronica, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Audrey. I appreciate it. Well, this is really such a treat, and I can't imagine how it could be possible, but just in case we have some listeners who might not be familiar with you, I'm hoping you can give a little bit of a brief introduction to who you are and what you do. That's really nice. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I am a reporter here at the Wall Street Journal. I cover wealth management, and divorce is obviously one big part of wealth management. Mm -hmm. I host a podcast called The Wall Street Journal Secrets of Wealthy Women, and it's a podcast where we talk to women about their money and their careers, their lives, and I interview guests such as Gloria Steinem, Bobby Brown, Rebecca Minkoff, some really big names that you've heard of that you're probably fans of, and we ask them their secrets to their success, and that podcast is on wsj.com for free, but it's also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music app, all of those places for free. So anybody can listen to it, subscribe and review it. Right. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find her podcast as well. Yeah, that's great. So you have created this amazing podcast and it features these stories that are not you know, necessarily highlighted in other places. And I want to know a little bit about the origins of the podcast. Where did this idea come from? How did you make it happen? 
Great. So we understood that there's this trillion dollar wealth transfer happening in the United States and women stand to control a large portion of that money. They're inheriting, they're earning more, forming more successful businesses. And as you know, they're outliving their husbands or divorcing Mm -hmm. them or just staying single. And so they're increasingly having to make more decisions about their money and careers than ever before. And so we started the Vishay Secrets of Wealthy Women podcast because we wanted to highlight some of the stories of successful women who have achieved greatness in their own fields. And when I have these interviews, I always ask the ladies to share their tips with us so we can all become smarter about our money and our careers and actually learn from their mistakes too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm imagining some of our listeners who, you know, they're tuned in for the divorce aspect of this. And we've certainly had CDFAs on and we've talked a lot about personal finance on the podcast. But I think especially the angle that you have on your podcast about, you know, wealthy women, that's sort of an idea that isn't necessarily something that we hear a lot about, or, you know, maybe it's not something that we used to hear a lot about. How would you answer the question about how this topic connects to the women who are listening and, you know, they're at this moment of reinvention in their lives and their personal finances have changed as their lives have changed. How do you tell a woman who might be listening that this is a story for her as well? Right. So it's, it's a little bit of all those things. So it's aspirational. So some mm-hmm. people really admire some of the people we have on the podcast, you know, like Bobby Brown or Maria Sharapova, and they want to hear their stories because in some small way, they feel like they relate to them. And so that's one aspect of it. But then there's also women who want to listen because they want to get financial tips. They want to hear from people like Bethany Frankel, who's gone through her own divorce and hear mm-hmm. how she did it. There's people who are interested in hearing the stories of African American women who have dealt with a lot of different obstacles in their own lives. Maybe they've been single mothers or they've had to work extra hard to get to where they are financially or Mm -hmm. in their, where they are in their companies. A lot of people who listen are looking for inspiration. They're looking for those actionable tips for their career and their money, but they're also looking to hear stories. I mean, some of the stories the women come on and share on the podcast are extremely emotional. We've heard stories of divorce, of people who have, you know, lost children, people who have lost spouses, who have actually been raped, like some very personal stories Mm -hmm. women tell. And it's told through their voice. It's not, you know, someone dictating what they say. They're out here telling their own story for other women to hear and and to be moved by. And, you know, it's a podcast about women for women. Right. We cover so many different topics that there's something in there for everyone to relate to. Right. You recently had Laura Wasser on, who is a a well-known celebrity divorce lawyer, and the episode was called Moving Beyond Divorce. So... Maybe you can tell us a little bit about this episode and what you think the key takeaways were and, you know, why it was important to you to include an episode about divorce on this amazing podcast with all these amazing narratives. Thank you. She was great. As you know, she's a celebrity divorce lawyer. She's worked with people like Britney Spears, Angelina Jolie, um, Heidi Klum. Most of the Kardashians. The Kardashians, <laughs> right. I mean, these are friends of hers as well. I mean, yeah. She's very well known in Hollywood and in New York. Mm-hmm. does a great job with it. And I thought it was important to tell her story because actually she's very personally interesting herself. She charges, mm-hmm. I think, $850 an hour. <laughs> 
So she's an example of someone who knows what she's worth and she feels worthy to ask those prices and she goes out there and she does a good job and unapologetic about it. So I loved her for Mm -hmm. that. You know what else stood out to me about the rates specifically? Because I I loved this episode. So you were talking to her about her rate and she was saying that someone pointed out to them that they hadn't raised their prices since 2015. So yes, it's high, but it's also fair. And a lot of people are raising their rates annually. And it's exactly what you were saying about living in her worth and demanding her worth. And I loved that. Totally. I loved it too. Exactly. And so she's has so much experience when it comes to divorce and isn't afraid mm-hmm. to advocate for her clients. But the way in which she does it is very interesting. So you think celebrity divorce attorney, you think someone's going to be going in there with guns blazing. And, and no doubt she, she's tough and she gets the best for her clients. But she's also very focused on this idea of respect and civility for the other person. She wants to keep things as civil as possible. And what's connected to that is that she sees divorce very much as a business transaction. And so, as you know, there's so much hurt and fear and emotions that come up during a divorce. Right. But those emotions shouldn't be applied to the financial transaction of dividing things up. Those are her words. And that's how she sees things. And Mm -hmm. to me, I thought that was a really important message to share with listeners because, you know, there are so many divorced women of all ages, all financial situations who listen to secrets of wealthy women and they're looking for guidance and for someone to hear from someone who's so experienced in divorce and is saying, Hey, listen, ladies, I know you're hurting. I know this is so difficult, but what's going to be best for you financially, ultimately in the long run, is to keep this as business focused as possible that this transaction called divorce. Because as you know, the longer a divorce drags out, the more expensive it's going to be. And ultimately, that means less for you and your kids. And so the best thing for you to do financially is to keep things as civil and as brief as possible. Right. She said something similar, too, about parenting, which I thought was really interesting. And, you know, maybe your husband cheated on you, but your kids still need him. And it's interesting. Obviously, your money and your children are very different. But I think you're right that she she really does take a unique perspective to things. And she has a, a reputation as a pit bull. You guys talked about this on that episode. And I think it's not really a pit bull. It's not really the right way to look at it as much as just she's very matter of fact. And a lot of people need that influence. I was really happy to see her her narrative featured on your podcast. And it was such a treat. You're a reporter and you have been having these conversations for a long time about women and finance. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your professional background and sort of how you think this conversation has changed over time. Right. So many of these issues are very close to home for me. So when Mm -hmm. I was growing up, my dad died suddenly. My mom was left a widow and she didn't, uh, wasn't so financially savvy. She didn't know how to write a check. She didn't have experience with investments. And so at the worst possible time, I saw my mom learning about personal finance, learning about how to handle some of these issues firsthand. And to her credit, she eventually learned and she taught me because she said, you know, a woman always needs to be financially independent. You never know what's going to happen. You have to be able to support yourself. And so for me, this podcast is very personally connected to something I'm passionate about because I want to empower other women so they're not 
in difficult situations at the worst possible time trying to learn about money. Mm-hmm. In terms of how things have changed over the years when I've been covering wealth, I think the financial industry is gradually, eventually waking up to the need to cater to women. I think for so long, the financial industry in general has been so male focused. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are realizing that this giant wealth transfer is happening and the way they're doing business currently doesn't appeal to many women. Many of the firms talk in all this financial jargon and throw stock quotes at women you know, or at worst, you know, you'll go visit your financial advisor and he'll speak to your husband. He'll address your husband, but he's not addressing you. He's ignoring the women. And I think these, many of these advisors are realizing they need to change the way they're doing business. Because the second that divorce happens, the second the husband dies, those women are changing advisors or they're going elsewhere because they want to go someplace where they're treated with respect and valued. Mm Mm-hmm. So the industry is gradually understanding they need to not only pay attention to the women, but potentially also adjust the way they speak. And so women aren't necessarily interested in the latest hot stock or what's happening with the latest tick of the market. Rather, they want to look at their money in a very holistic way. They want to know how their investments help them achieve their goals, such as putting their kids through college. And they also want to feel comfortable asking questions and not being spoken down to. They don't want to be, you know, patronized by, you know, male advisors telling them what's best for them and ignoring what they truly need. They want to find people who are going to let them share their opinions, ask questions and express their voice. Mm hmm. You know, I want to go back to something that you said earlier when you were talking about your mom and sort of how these terrible situations can really catch women off guard. And I think your podcast is is an amazing example of how I think women are now being exposed more to these conversations and it's easier to feel like this is something that you can engage in, that it's not a man's talk. Of course, there's a lot to be said about the language that's being used and the approach and the way that women are more comfortable dealing with certain aspects of their personal finance than men might be or the right way for a financial advisor to engage with a female client. But I think a lot of it has to do with sort of what's being told to us in society. Would you say that's true? I think, yeah, I think society is a huge part of it. I I think there's a lot to be said about that. It even starts at young age. You know, Mm -hmm. I think some women are told or some girls are told, you know, girls aren't good at math or girls shouldn't work in business. And you get these messages from a very young age and you start to believe them, even though there's no basis in any of that. Right. There's an amazing statistic I always think of that on uh, standardized tests, when you're asked to mark your gender, girls always perform worse on math. And they don't when they're not asked to specify. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. That when you remind someone that they're female, they're less likely to perform well with math. Wow. That's fascinating. But it's not really a reflection of their abilities. So, no. But again, you know, I think the fact that there is a popular podcast out there called Secrets of Wealthy Women is it's a shift. I mean, it really allows people to think that women are entitled to be wealthy. They're capable of becoming wealthy, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your first episode was with Bethany Frankel. Is that right? 
I think so. Or an early episode. So I was so blown away by it. You know, we were fans of Bethany's and she certainly her divorce has been such a big part of her public persona, especially in the last few years. But Bethany Frankel has become a very successful woman in the public eye, and she started in the public eye as a struggling entrepreneur, and she achieved success. And amplifying stories like that, I think it does help to shift individual women's perspectives. And so if if that's sort of happening on a cultural level, and then you're bringing these stories to the Wall Street Journal, to me, it feels like a really major shift. I hope so. I hope so. I, I think there's definitely more ownership of women, of their wealth, of being comfortable with their success financially and also Mm -hmm. careers-wise. But I think there's also a long way to go, too, in terms of society and and women being fully okay with owning who they are and being unapologetic about asking for what they want and, and not being worried about being liked or not being worried about being perceived in a certain way. Now, obviously, there's you know, a lot of issues that come with, you know, actually asking for what you want. Sometimes mm-hmm. people do perceive you in a negative light, but that, you know, you got to hope that's their problem and not yours. In general, yeah, I think people, women, especially, and we're seeing this with so many women creating their own businesses too, they are stepping out of traditional comfort zones and are going for what's best for them and for what's best for, for their family. And, and they're just doing it. Yeah. And I think that the conversations that you're having, and you know, I I mentioned that we've had financial advisors on our podcast too. It's, you know, these are conversations that I personally wasn't really participating in and it's changed my perspective so much. And I just love seeing the way that our audience is embracing these conversations. So you and I had spoke a little bit about a study that we recently did at Worthy. And some of our listeners might remember the quiz. We called it Wealth Warriors, and it had to do with personal finance, specifically after divorce. And it was this really cute quiz with all these different kinds of like samurais and ninja uh, sort of like (laughs) cartoons. And we asked people all kinds of questions about their finances and their financial planning following a divorce. And one of the things that we found in this study was that more than 20% of the women that took this quiz told us that they relinquished all of the responsibility for managing their long-term finances to their husbands when they were married. Does this surprise you? Is this something that you see? What do you think about this? I mean, sadly, I was actually surprised the number wasn't higher. Yeah. Because I hear from a lot of women that they're too busy to understand the couple's investments, you know, or that they leave Mm -hmm. all the decisions to their husbands because they're too busy or whatever the reason. And I understand that the busyness, I absolutely do, but it worries me when women tell me they don't know the account passwords for their husband's accounts or their shared accounts, or Mm -hmm. I've heard stories of women just signing the couple's tax returns without reviewing it first and asking questions And when you're so out of the loop, it becomes dangerous because your spouse might not always have your best intentions at heart. They may be setting things up so down the road he could hurt you later in a divorce. I mean, I hate to sound so Mm -hmm. cynical, but I I just know enough divorced people who've dealt with situations that potentially could have been avoided if they were a bit more on top of the family's finances during the times when their marriage seemed to be going great. Right. 
you know, we learned so much in this survey that we sent out. And I think we should take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to pick this back up. We're going to talk more about it and talk more about wealthy women and the way that women are dealing with their personal finances today. So we will be right back with Veronica. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. Worthy provides the smart solution for women looking to safely elevate their rings from dusty relics of hard times to financial assets to help you embrace your fresh start. Worthy covers the cost of insurance, shipping, grading, and more. So if you're going to sell, sell smart with Worthy. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to get started. We're ready when you are. We are back with Veronica, and we were just talking a little bit about our Wealth Warriors survey, which became our financial paper that we shared with you, and we'll also make sure that we link to it at worthy.com slash podcast for anyone who hasn't read it yet. One of the biggest surprises that we found was that 72% of the women who took the survey told us that saving for their retirement was not a main concern, and We've done episodes about saving for your retirement. We have had expert after expert come on the podcast and talk about how you need to put retirement before your kid's college fund. And, you know, it's just something that that women really need to be taking care of. And we definitely identified it as something that they need to focus on. What would you say are some other big things that you think a woman in the midst of this kind of transition should be focused on when it comes to her personal finance? a good question. I think a woman, if she doesn't have an emergency fund, say six to 12 months worth of living expenses saved in an easily accessible account, like a high interest online savings account, she'll want to work on that just because you may have your finances tied up in the midst of a divorce. So mm-hmm. accounts you might normally be able to access may be frozen out to you. You don't know what the situation is going to be. So I would work on having that savings account not only for that reason, but also because you don't have a backup anymore. You're, you went from a two-income household to a one-income household, and so now there's less of a safety net. Right. So making sure you have money available is really important. Also, if you have high-interest credit card debt, aim to pay that off as soon as possible. Those interest payments or that debt can really chip away at your overall financial health. And that can just keep people up at night and and worrying about that. You might need to also make other cuts to your lifestyle and reduce your spending. So taking another look at your expenses and how that money is going out the door for you or for Mm -hmm. your kids, you might need to make some changes. I know it's not glamorous, it's not fun to do, and nobody wants to do it. But at the same time, to your point before, you know, no one's going to give you a loan to pay for your retirement. You have right. to be able to fund that yourself somehow. And if you want to keep the relatively similar costs of or lifestyle in retirement that you have now, you might need to make a few cuts uh, so you can reroute some of that spending into some retirement savings. Yeah, this is probably not an approach that the Wall Street Journal would take, but we've talked about how personal finances is a kind of self-love. And we talk a lot about, you know, being in touch with what you really need and who you really are and giving yourself the opportunity to grow and how you can make your personal finance a part of that. And so 
to what you said about it might not be so glamorous or so fun, maybe that's a, a better twist. It's not glamorous, but it's a way of showing how much you believe you're worth and, and leaning into that. For sure. We had a podcast with Sharon Salzberg, who's a meditation expert, mm-hmm. and she actually talked about all that, about how viewing your money and how what it really means to you, what worth really is for you personally and redefining some of that Mm -hmm. and what you need versus what you want and how sometimes having less of what you want can actually be the most loving thing you can do for yourself. And so there, she leads us in a meditation on money and the whole idea of self-worth as well. So that might be something for people to check out. We'll definitely link to that at worthy.com slash podcast. You know, like we, we've we said, it's like you don't want to look under the bed at what's really going on with your finances because it's scary. So you can just ignore it. But you deserve more than that. You deserve to be in control. And it's something that you're capable totally. of doing. And I think people would really love to hear that episode. And speaking of secrets of wealthy women, I'm hoping that you have some good news for us about the potential for this franchise expanding? I mean, what other mediums are you guys exploring? What ways are you looking to bring more of this magic to the people? Oh, thank you so much. We are super excited because we are getting so much wonderful response and a lot of really emotional response from listeners and bloggers, people talking about us and Mm -hmm. sharing the secrets and making uh, videos and blog posts about our show. So that alone is thrilling. But We're adding a video series. We're going to start a Snapchat series based on the podcast. And I'm also writing an ebook as well, which is all very exciting. I'm also being asked to deliver keynotes about what I've learned on the podcast and trying to inspire women all across the country to learn from some of these secrets from these wealthy women and how they can make themselves improve on themselves and help improve the lives of their families as well. Right. Well, congratulations. I mean, it's it's so exciting that this is something that people are so interested in and that it's doing so well. And I can't wait to see the way that it it impacts society even further with all of these different opportunities that are coming your way. It's wonderful. Thank you. So one of the things that we talk a lot about on our podcast is stigma and especially the stigma that people are facing in their daily lives with divorce. Of course, you know, A lot of women are made to feel bad or like maybe there's something that they should have tried and that they're quitters and we really hate that kind of thing. And that's why we have this podcast and our Instagram channel and our Facebook group where we really try to provide uplifting content and focus on the bright future that these women have ahead of them. But the stigma definitely is a big challenge that we know that our listeners are facing every day. So Obviously, this is not the only stigma that women are facing in society. And I'm wondering what kinds of stigmas you think women collectively need to overcome, particularly as it pertains to wealth and personal finance. I think women have to overcome the stigma that wealth is a dirty word. Mm. It's okay to want to be wealthy. It's all right to ask for what you want and go for what you want out of life. There's no reason to feel guilty about that. That's what you are here to do. That's what you deserve to do. And that you need to be your own best advocate when it comes to your money and your career. No one is going to put your own best interests first other than you. So Mm -hmm. you need to believe in yourself and you have everything you already need to succeed. It's already within you. No matter what your marital status is, you have it. You just need to believe in yourself and go for that. 
And so if you don't feel like you're getting the respect you deserve from whether it's the financial advisor who's you're meeting with or whoever's in your life, you need to make a change. You've made a change before you can do it. You can do it again. Right. We had a, a great episode with a personal growth and love coach that was all about it being okay to want a divorce. And she told her story about how, you know, she had a very sweet husband, but she had just sort of outgrown him. And it took her years to have the courage to leave him because she just felt like, you know, he's not an alcoholic, he's not abusive, he's not cheating, he's not doing anything wrong. And just being able to say, but, you know, I still want something more, I still want something better. And then, of course, you know, we have Aaron Levine on from Hello Divorce, and we have our financial advisors. And a lot of the advice that our listeners are getting is about identifying not just the right people to have in their lives, but the right professionals to help guide them through this difficult journey and help them embrace their fresh start in the best way possible. So I think there's a lot there. That's really smart advice. Yeah. So I think we've we've mentioned that on your podcast, you're really sharing women's stories. So it's not just about the idea that Secrets of Wealthy Women, it's not like a how to be a wealthy woman podcast. It's it's a lot of important narratives and behind the scenes look at who these people really are. And of course, an aspect of that is probably what makes them wealthy, but there's some really amazing stories on your podcast. And I'm wondering if you can tell us what your favorite stories are. Well, you mentioned Bethany before, and she was definitely one of my favorites because she came and talked about the rough and very public divorce she went through. Mm-hmm. And yet, despite the difficulty, she came out the other side. And the reason was, is because she was determined to stay a financially independent woman. Mm-hmm. She advised other women to do the same on the show. And she said, you know what, know what you own, know what you owe and make your own money. Be ready to support yourself fully if you need to. And you know what, I can do it so you can do it too. So I thought that was very inspirational. I agree. I also love Gloria Steinem. She came on and she was amazing, of course. And she shared how she didn't start investing in stocks until she was in her 50s. What? Right. I know. I know. That blew me away. But I loved how she was honest about that. I give her so much credit because she said, listen, I was out there telling women to be financially independent and make all these moves. Yet I myself wasn't taking my own advice. I was waiting for the Prince Charming. And to hear that from Gloria Steinem, I was like, wow, how honest and transparent was that? I love that. And she said, you know what? Not investing till my 50s. Yes, it was a mistake. But you know, do what I say to do, which is start investing sooner rather than what I did. Right. But also, you know what, hey, if you're just like me and you have waited till your 50s and you haven't invested, it's okay. It's never too late to start. You can still do it. Right. And I liked that really encouraging, positive viewpoint. Like, it's never too late to do what you need to do for yourself. It's never too late to start. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You can do it. So when you work in content, as you and I do, you come across so many stories that you want to share. And, you know, we, we talked about how you have so many amazing ones on your podcast and you shared a couple of your favorites. And I want to know some of your favorite stories that pertain to this topic of, you know, finance for women specifically that you haven't shared. Maybe you can give us a little exclusive of these stories that haven't made it onto your podcast. 
Sure. Yeah. There's definitely more ideas than time. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know how that is. Um, super excited about an upcoming Secrets episode, and it's featuring. It's all about Black women and wealth. Mm. So African American women face a bigger pay gap. They're more likely to be single moms than mm-hmm. white women. They have more trouble getting funding for their businesses. Yet a lot of that isn't as widely known as I think it should be. I think we need to make sure a lot of people know that. And so we're going to have a special coming up where we have four very successful African-American women coming on, sharing their stories about their money and careers. They're going to talk about very unvarnished, very honest about the obstacles they face. And they've given us some tips on how they overcame those obstacles. They also spoke about what else needs to be done, not only in the financial industry, but also within the corporate world in terms of helping women of color advance. And so I'm super excited about that. I really want to get the word out about that upcoming show. Can you tell us who any of the guests are? Um, can I tell you? Um, <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. Sheila, uh, Dr. Sheila Robinson, she is a publisher of a diversity magazine, and she's very well known within the entrepreneurial community. Mm-hmm. And she has inspired so many women to start their own businesses because that's what something she did. Uh, Stacy Tisdale is a very well known financial commentator. She also has her own business. She works closely with Gloria Steinem, who also is very interested in the idea of Black women and telling their stories. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty fun. And a few other guests, too. And so I think it's going to be a great episode. I don't have a publishing date yet, but we're going to really try to talk about their stories. It sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah. When it happens, we'll make sure that we share it on our social channels as well, because it's a important narrative and we just love what you guys are doing. So that's awesome. Thank you. Before we let you go, I'm wondering if you can tell us what wisdom you would like to impart to our listeners who have never really jumped into their finances and they are not enthusiastic about it and they don't really identify as somebody who should be dealing with finances or even can be dealing with finances, what what would you tell a woman like that? I would say I understand and I would say start small. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do everything today. For example, if you have a 401k through work, you can boost your contribution by another 1%. If you don't have an emergency savings account, you could set up an online savings account. It takes a few minutes and you can link it to your checking account so every paycheck money automatically transfers. If you just feel overwhelmed by all this and don't want to deal with any of it, you could go, for example, go online and go to the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors website, type in your zip code and get the name of two or three financial planners in your area and make appointments with them and Mm -hmm. see how they can help you have them do the heavy lifting and the planning and help walk you through some of these financial exercises that you're not so comfortable with. If you can afford it, I would say outsource what you can stay in the know, but see what you can delegate. That's excellent. Will you also tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Veronica Dagger, or you can also find the podcast. And if you could subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can also find it on WSJ.com, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music app. Those are the places. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast and also for everything that you're doing. You know, one of the things that we, in our intro episode before we even launched this podcast, what we said is we were really hoping to change the conversation and give women more of a fair shot as they're rebuilding their lives. And I think that the conversations you are having are really changing the way that people are talking about women, the way that they're talking about finance. I love the voices that you're featuring, and it has been such a pleasure to have you on and also to have our audience be a part of the stories that you're telling now. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Audrey. I really appreciate it. It's been so much fun to chat with you. Well, you're welcome anytime. Thanks again to Veronica for joining us and to all of you for listening. Before this episode ends, we wanted to remind you guys to join our Facebook group, Worthy Women and Divorce. We are so blown away by the conversations going on in this group, and we want to make sure you're a part of what's shaping the topics we feature here. It's a great way to interact with our blog and learn more about our platform, so we hope to see you there soon. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your feed weekly. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. After the grading, our gemologists will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you want to sell the ring for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we'll send you your ring back and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com podcast to learn more.